Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at l-i-n-k-a-t-r dot e-e forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. TerraNut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly, and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code, LUMAVS, and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. TerraNut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code, LUMAVS, at checkout. Fuel your life. You're listening to the Music Is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs, on the Rat Sound Review Network. What is up, everybody? It's Lou Mabs. It's the Music Is Life podcast available on Rat Sound Review Network and also available on various streaming platforms where you can download your fine podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, now Pandora, woohoo. Anybody even still use Pandora anymore? I don't. I I haven't used Pandora since I bought an Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Music subscription. But uh, hey, good on Pandora, woohoo. Anyways, I'm back in the Studio Corolla right now as I'm just wrapping up another Uber Eats route. Did pretty well. Maintained social distancing. Had my gloves on. Had my mask on. And, uh, yeah. I just felt like uh, shooting the shit. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's surviving 2021 so far. Great. I just dated this episode. Uh... Well, what can I say? Seems like everything is dated. Hopefully in four years' time, we'll wake up from another nightmare. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Anyways, very happy that I'm going to be doing a couple of episodes of Rat Salad Review with the Grand Muckety Muck, Wayne Noon, and the Grand Poobah, Mr. Greg Noggle. Uh, I know Nate has some stuff to do with work, so I hope Nate's doing well. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, all of us podcasters do have to work full-time jobs and extra jobs. You know, we get to do what we love and no corporate sponsorship means we can say whatever the fuck we want to say. Woohoo. But, you know, uh, we got the grind, the full-time grind, and we got the podcast grind. And I'm really happy with the subscribers so far on my YouTube channel music is live podcasts uh, i'm up to 13 wow but i'm grateful for all of them and uh thank you so yeah when you get a chance go to the youtube page i got three episodes up there so far plan on doing some more probably some more fun stuff with the round table bob and matt and also having eric adams on again and having james from beyond bushido on and you know just talking about the greatness of roy clark and why we think that uh, what's-his-face Buddy Rich, albeit a phenomenal legendary drummer, was a complete jackass idiot who 
had nothing nice to say about country music, saying that it didn't take talent. And I'm just like, have you heard Glenn Campbell? Have you heard or seen Roy Clark? And, you know, problem with Roy Clark is that he gets too much flack for being on Hee Haw, which I guess you could say is a show that's generalized towards the Southern Redneck crowd. But, hey, like I said, good music is good music. Whether it comes with a beat like hip-hop or whether it comes with a swing like jazz or whether it comes with a twang like country, you know, good music is good music and bad music is just music you don't like, but someone's got to like it. Attila's doing well, even though apparently... Franzilla was on a recent episode of No Jumper with Adam22 and they were talking about his OnlyFans page and apparently Adam22 has an OnlyFans page and now uh, Hoops from Flavor of Love has an OnlyFans page. What the fuck's with all these OnlyFans pages? <laughs> I'm not, Listen, I'm, I'm a capitalist. If you can make that money selling that DA, good for you. Not for me. You sell the D. Not for me. Not doing it. Not gonna do it. And I don't... uh, I'm not here to shame anybody that would do it. But I wouldn't want that to be a viable career option for my daughter. That's all I'm saying. Uh, If that's how you roll, that's how you roll. Not judging. I wouldn't do it, and I would hope that my kid wouldn't do it. And that's it that's that that's my prerogative and you know hopefully you know I'd want her to be a capitalist too but I don't want her to uh have to go that why am I talking about this she's two and a half god damn it this is the shit that goes on in daddy's minds okay we kind of just wish they would stay the age where they would just watch Peppa Pig all day but even then I'm at the point where I'm at my wit's end with Peppa Pig. I had a freaking nightmare a couple of nights ago with George and Peppa Pig in it. And I'm in deep sleep. My wife's talking to me and I'm just like, all right, we just got to get George. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, we got to get George. He's with Peppa right now. And she's like, are you dreaming about Peppa Pig? Yes, I was dreaming about Peppa Pig and George Pig. I don't know why. I think it's just consumed me at the moment. Uh, sorry, I had to let that out. I had a vent. But I actually did want to talk about something that I think, it, to me, has some relevance. And it probably does to you as a fan of music. Now, here we are in 2021. <laughs> Excuse me. And... The consumption of music has become almost, well, let's just put it this way. There's so many places where you can get your music from. There's Bandcamp if you want to support the artist directly. There's, you know, Apple Music if you feel like paying $15 a month to stream unlimited music. Um, Amazon does the same with their music channel but you know there's some stuff that you have to pay premium if you want to unlock such as the Iron Maiden discography (coughs) bullshit (coughs) anyway um, there's also Spotify and there's also you know 
like I, like I was joking before, Pandora. Um, and that's great. You know, I think having the ability to listen to music and stream music on the comfort of your phone and a, and a long ride and make your own playlists and, 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 and doing that, I think it's great. I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I said that I don't do it myself. I do. Like I said, I have an Apple Music subscription. However, um, there's been a lot of talk when it comes to streaming. And the biggest talk is the fact that a lot of artists aren't making money off that. And it's mostly the heritage artists, meaning that the artists that have been around for an odd number of years, somewhere between 10 to... I'd even go so far as to say 40, you know, like if you look at the top 100 Billboard albums, there's still some heritage albums that are on there, such as Back in Black by ACDC, The Black Album from Metallica. I think even Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd is on it. So they're doing okay, but I've been listening to a lot of Typo Negative lately. I don't know. I've just been on a Typo Negative carnivore kick. I think it's probably because I heard uh, Cripple Dern's cover of I Don't Want to Be Me. And I was I just started thinking of, you know, Pete Steele. Cripple Dern are a, a New York hardcore band consisting of my friends uh, Tyler and Will, who I met way back in the day. Uh, back in the in in the hardcore scene of my time 2002 2002 2003 uh they were in the band your day strong and uh tyler went on to join my bitter end and dr acula and now they're in crippled urn together fucking great great new york hardcore band if you like old school punk influenced hardcore it's not really metallic so you know if you're a fan of like unearth you might still dig it, but, you know, it's not metal-based. It's it's definitely punk-based. So I love it because it's a great throwback with a modern twist. And, you know, I, I wish them all the, all the best with it. But anyways, getting back to the topic at hand. So I heard their cover of I Don't Want to Be Me by Typo Negative from their Life is Killing Me album. And I really loved it. And I started going back and listening to my Typo and Carnivore stuff. And, you know, I tried to get the albums on um, Apple Music. But there was one thing that I noticed. The entire Roadrunner discography of Typo Negative is on Apple Music. However, their one album, which is... I hate to admit it, but I think it's almost become my favorite Typo Negative album, at least recently, to listen to, which is Dead Again, was not available. Now, I think I recall on a Facebook live stream between Johnny Kelly and uh, Kenny Hickey that I think Josh Silver may own the rights to Dead Again and he just hasn't re-released it. Or it might have something to do with their record label at the time, which was SPV Steamhammer, who, you know, they, they, they've had their, their share of drama. And there's a lot of SPV Steamhammer stuff that's not available on Apple Music. And that even includes 
stuff from UFO. That includes stuff from Halloween. You know, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that SVV Steam ha- Steam Hammer um, has in their catalog that, well, they just haven't released it to streaming. And then I got to thinking, I was like, wow. You know, the convenience of streaming, as great as it is, it also sucks because bands used to capitalize on their tours. They would tour to promote the album. They would sell tickets. They would do sellouts. So that this way they could still promote the album. And at their best, Typo Negative was selling about 2,000 units a week per album. At least I know that with Bloody Kisses, once they jumped on the Molly Crew tour, they went from 50 a week to 2,000 a week which is a great jump. But the way streaming pays the artists, it's completely different. It's almost like you can't be a full-time musician and do streaming because, well, you're just not going to collect any cash from that. If anything, the label makes money from it. Apple Music makes money from it. I think the artist makes like a point of a percentage. So here we are back to the Motown point system that Van Halen got dicked on with their first two albums for Warner Brothers, which is completely unfair. I mean, the artist is the guy or girl writing the music, recording the music, producing the music, and and, and yeah, the label releases it. But it's like... You know, it almost goes back to the old don't quit your day job if you want to play music type thing. It's like, you know, Josh Silver has completely removed himself from music. He's an EMT now in East New York or West New York, the Brooklyn area. One's New Jersey, one's Brooklyn, but this ain't a geography lesson. Anyways, um, so it just got me to thinking. I was like, wow, there's still... There's still music out there that you could buy, but it's like you can't stream it. And it just got me thinking. I was like, you know what? Physical media is so goddamn important to own nowadays. Because if you don't and it goes away, you'll never be able to get it again. And if you do find it, you'll be lucky if you're paying a thousand bucks for it. I was actually looking up the old um, 1995 Iron Maiden re-releases on Castle Records where they were all, the the first, the the albums from their self, from the self-titled debut up to Fear of the Dark. Um, Each of those re-releases had a second CD of B-sides and rare material. I had the Killers album because Killers is my favorite Iron Maiden album. And I had it. And the B the, the second CD had Women in Uniform, Invasion. It had Phantom of the Opera Live. And it had the entire Made in Japan EP. The five song version that was sold in the United States and in other territories other than the UK and Japan. So they call that the international version. But I sold that copy on eBay many moons ago because I was paying for my wedding. And I, you know, hey, look, don't get the wrong idea. I don't resent my wife at all for doing it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to make some extra cash for the wedding. 
I wanted to make sure we had a great wedding day. Here we are, 12 years later, happily married, two and a half year old baby girl. We own our home. I mean, we're still paying the mortgage on it, but we have a home that we could raise her in. We got our puppy. You know, life is good. I can't complain. Um, Even with the pandemic and having had COVID, I still can't complain. But it just got me thinking. I was like, shit, man. Like, physical media, it's become the new sought-out thing. And it's crazy that records are the biggest selling when it comes to physical media. Everyone seems to have a vinyl player, except me, and everyone seems to be buying the vinyl version of their favorite albums just so they can own the physical media. Well, except me. I'm still buying CDs. And my wife even asked me, she said, wait a minute, where can you even find a CD player nowadays? And I'm like, well, I can rip the album onto my my laptop and I could sync it to iTunes from there. She said, well, that would probably be the only way that you could listen to a CD, so you better not get rid of your laptop because I don't think they make laptops with CD players anymore. And I think she's probably right. I think she's probably right. So I'm going to hold on to that hunk of junk Toshiba that I've had for the last six years. And I'm going to do whatever I can to maintain it so that this way I can continue to rip my physical media so I can sync it to my iPhone and I can listen to it via Apple Music. But, you know, I I kind of went on a, a, a slight binge. I did go on Amazon and I did find some stuff that is out of print not available to listen to on streaming media. And I jumped at the chance to purchase it. So I bought the three Macaulay Shanker groups because I'm a huge Michael Shanker fan. Shanker is my top five guitar players of all time, along with Eddie, Randy Rhodes, Tony Iommi, and Richie Blackmore. And his entire discography with Robin Macaulay is not available to listen to on any streaming platform. So I got the albums, and I didn't pay that much for it, so I'm happy about that. Um, The first three Iron Maiden albums, I absolutely love and cherish. I remember listening to my brother's audio cassette versions of them. The When I say domestic, I mean United States, by the way. The domestic versions of those three albums had singles that they released with the United States. So the debut album had Sanctuary, Killers had Twilight Zone, and in 99, they released Number of the Beast with Total Eclipse. That's one of my favorite Maiden songs. Personally, I wish they had replaced Gangland with that. That is such a killer tune. But point being, this was 99, the the, the 99 re-releases. Those were the last released versions of those three albums that you could buy with Sanctuary, Twilight Zone, and Total Eclipse. When they re-released them in 2015, I think it was, those songs were omitted from those physical CD releases, which I'm just like, why would you do that? And I guess what they decided they wanted to do was they they wanted to keep the released versions similar to the way that it was packaged in Europe. So 
you get the you get the full Maiden album without Sanctuary. You get the full Killers album without Twilight Zone, and you get the full Number of the Beast without Total Eclipse. Sanctuary and Twilight Zone were released as singles in the UK. Total Eclipse, I think, was a B-side to either Run to the Hills or Number of the Beast. Point being, why, Maiden? Why? <laughs> I, I would think that you would want to charge fans their money's worth and give them, like, the entire package in one package. You know, make them go home, make them go home happy. I don't want to have to settle for less than how I remember loving them growing up. So I bogged down and I bought used versions of those albums, the 99 version on Amazon, and I now own them and I'm very happy about it. So I got the three Maiden albums, got the three Macaulay Shanker albums, and I got uh, Dead Again from Typo Negative. I'm trying to think if I got anything else. I'm sure I did. Oh, yeah. Deep Purple Perpendicular. That's as much as I love the Blackmore stuff. Perpendicular is probably one of my top three favorite Deep Purple albums. So I put it right up there with um, Burn and... I don't want to confuse Deep Purple with Rainbow right now because I absolutely love Rainbow Rising, but that's a Rainbow album, not a Deep Purple album. Um, If I were to say another Deep Purple album, you know, I, I take it back. I mean, I love Machine Head and... and, and all right, I'll say Machine Head. So to me, Perpendicular, I hold up with Burn and Machine Head. And again, completely shocked that I couldn't find this on any streaming platform. So I was actually able to find a new copy of it for relatively cheap on Amazon. So I got that. And I'm back in the physical media um, the game, I guess you could say. <laughs> I'm back to buying it because I love music. I cherish music. I cherish the stuff that I grew up loving. And I think it's important to hold on to that because I've come to the conclusion if you don't have the physical copy of it, it's going to get to a point where either it's going to be completely eradicated or it's going to be so goddamn expensive that you can't even afford it. And I'm just chomping at the bit to just get what I can at this moment in my life and hold on to as much of it as I can or get as much of it as I can. Um, I realize that that's a big risk having a two and a half year old who loves to get her grubby paws on stuff and destroy. That's how I know she's my daughter, but <laughs> it's all good. Um, I, I was able to rip it uh, into my iTunes and sync it. So now I have it. And I couldn't be happier about it. But yeah, I think that I I would tell everybody out there, if you have the physical copy of it, keep it. If you don't and you want to get it, go look for it. You can look for it on Amazon. You can look for it on Discogs. I just found out that 
in a town near me, um, Amityville, there is a music store called High Fidelity. And I am looking forward to once again going to the music store and just shop for whatever I can get my dirty goddamn hands on. So I would recommend everyone out there do that. Especially because in a time like this where, you know, we're still in a pandemic and businesses are suffering. And if you are working out there and you have some extra cash, go to your local music store. Go support the store. Go support your favorite artists. Or go look for something just because you think the album looks cool. I mean, that's how I got into Maiden. I thought the album covers look cool, so I started listening to them because of it. I mean, you know, it's not brain surgery. It's it's fun. <laughs> I think that um, I think it would behoove people to still own the physical product, especially because you know the money will go direct to the bands, you know. In, in their royalty statements. And it'll be a bigger sum than what they would get from streaming. One physical album uh, sale, I think, equates to about 5,000 streams. And, you know, with the exception of the artists, the heritage artists that I mentioned, you know, Metallica, Pink Floyd, and uh, ACDC, and, you know, maybe Def Leppard and Journey, who else is making money from uh, from from their material? I don't think anyone is. That's why it's so expensive to see a band in concert. That's why meet and greets cost as much as they do because nobody's buying the physical product. So, my New Year's resolution, if I have one, is to get back into the game of owning it. So I know that I'm supporting the artist and also to support the local stores that are selling it. You know, I took pride when I was a kid and I'd go into Sound City in Astoria or Underground Sound in Dittmars and just physically drop my money down and say, I want the new Pantera album or ask if they had the Minor Threat discography and buy it. And I owned it. Got rid of a lot of that stuff because I was paying for a wedding. So at the time, yes, it was a necessity for me to get rid of it. But now I'm in a position where it's like, here I am as a podcaster. Here I am as a music fan. Here I am a little burnt out from streaming because, you know, I can't find all the albums that I want. So I think the relevance of physical media is as important today as it was before the Napster days. I think it's important to keep it alive. I think it's important to own the physical product. I think it's important to support the bands that you want to see succeed, you know? And if the band, just like Crippled Dern, if they're weekend warriors where they work during the week and they'll go out and gig on the weekends, if that's what they want to do, then... You know, I think that should be commended. You know, not everyone is cut out for smelling dudes farts on a tour bus and playing shitty ass clubs and, 
you know, not making enough to put food on their table. You know, I, I, I truly think that we're at a point in our life where being a full-time musician is not a relevant option, but that doesn't mean that you have to suffer for your art and that doesn't mean your art has to suffer. You know, there's no shame in working a full nine to five gig when you can find it or driving Uber Eats during the week and, you know, making that your uh, full-time gig, you know, during the week and, you know, going out and playing shows. Of course, nobody's playing shows at this point. And if you are, you're taking a huge risk because chances are you probably didn't get vaccinated and chances you're probably playing in venues where they uh, the, uh, where the patrons haven't been vaccinated. So, you know, you're taking the risk in that. But I think that once the touring industry opens up, do yourself a favor, go support the artist, buy the album, buy a t-shirt while you're at it too, because, you know, the merch, uh, you know, buying the merch helps. I'm probably not saying anything that's different than what you already know, but I'm reinforcing the idea that owning physical media helps the band. And you'll be grateful in the long run because you'll always have it. Just make sure you hide it from your kids. <laughs> that's all I could say. But anyways, a big shout out to Tyler and uh, Will from Crippled Urn. Thank you for the t-shirt, guys. Happy to support you guys doing it. And I'm actually wearing it as I'm doing this podcast. And uh, that's really all I wanted to say. You know, just... Like I said, this was just me shooting the shit with everyone who wanted to listen. And just wanted to revitalize the importance of physical media. And just say, you know what? Go out there and... Well, not even go out there. Order it online. You know, we have Google or DuckDuckGo. Do it. Just go do it. All right? And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, my shout-outs. Big shout-out to the Grand Muckety Muck of Rat Style Review, Wayne Noon, and the Grand Poobah, Mr. Greg, Greg Noggle, and all the podcasts over at Rat Style Review Network, including Rat Style Review including Beyond Bushido, The Right Opinion, uh, Old Man Metal, and Timo Toki's back. Welcome back, Timo. Thank you for liking uh, my guitar work on the cover of your song, Hunting High and Low, which was my gateway to being a Stradivarius fan. Thanks for the uh, love on that. Also, a big shout-out to the band Timeless Haunt, especially their bassist, George Dimitri. Uh, 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 sorry. Uh, George Dimitri. What's going on, buddy? Cheers. And... Of course, a shout out to Dr. Fuck himself, Mr. Rob Vieira over at Vieira Vaults and Almost Human did a great killer job with the Atomic Punk cover and check out his exclusive Sammy Hagar parody called Sammy Hagar Sucks. Do I agree with it? Well, I have no shame in it. I was, I, I thought it was the funniest parody of Sammy Hagar I've ever seen and if any of you Sammy fans out there are going to get offended go listen to a copy of freaking OU812 what the fuck do you want me to say I have no shame in doing what I did 
Okay, I love Van Halen. I love the first six albums. I think if you take the best songs from the Hagar era, you can come out with one decent album, but it still won't even hold up to the classic six-pack of Van Halen 1, 2, Women and Children First, Fair Warning, the greatest album of all time, in my opinion. Diver Down and 1984. And Eddie Trunk, by the way, fuck you. Just because 1984 had keyboards, that album still has more balls than anything Sammy did with Van Halen. Fuck Eddie Trunk. And if I didn't say it, fuck Eddie Trunk. <laughs> um, who else do I want to give shout outs to? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris and Aaron over at Decibel Geek. Um, I mentioned Beyond Bushido. Hold on. Let me look at my podcast real quick. Who I subscribe to. Uh, Sorry, I don't plan these out. Oh, yeah. Give Finn McKenty uh, some subscriptions uh, with Punk Rock NBA, both audio and video on YouTube. So check him out. Uh... Please check out my brother-in-law if you're interested in the stock market, the Traders Mind Chat show. My brother-in-law, Mike Lamott from MarrowWealth.com, who's now hosting a podcast with his lovely wife, Melissa Kutch. Check out Melissa Kutch's books on Amazon, the Hypothesis of Giants series. If you're into fantasy fiction, dystopian uh, type novels, it's a great pick. I know she markets it at young adults, but honestly, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. Please give Melissa some love. Also, check out my friends Matt Michelow and Cindy Gyrum over at Good News Crew. Check out Matt's personal training company, AlphaFlex Personal Training. Very highly recommended. And a big shout out to Dave and Dave Unchained, a Van Halen podcast. Been listening to them a lot lately and loving what they're putting out. And that's all I got to say. Anyways, um, I'm going to be doing a couple of episodes with Wayne and Greg on Rat Style Review. So you'll be able to see that on YouTube and hear it on on the Rat Style Review Network. I also got a lot more stuff that I plan on doing in the near future. Some good. <laughs> I don't want to say some bad, but it's definitely going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, as always, thanks for the listens. Please subscribe, comment on Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, rate it, leave a review, and don't forget to check out the YouTube page, Music is Live Podcast. Please like and subscribe, leave some comments. And that's all I got to say. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you're doing well. Stay safe. And cheers. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Aside podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsaw Review. Check out the other shows on Ratsaw Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man Metals Musings, The Right Opinion, The Vieira Vault, The Timo Toki Podcast, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, and The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. 
Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Media, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leuk, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislifepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at Mavs at musicislifepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out www.ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>